0: Saturday morning has rolled around once again. Welcome, everybody, inside the outdoors on this Saturday. And I don't know about you, but uh, I hate to say anything, but it's starting to feel like spring. Yeah, I know. There's some showers around, and that's okay. We still got a few raindrops falling on our heads, but um, that's okay because it's spring. And you know what they say, you don't shovel rain. Maybe not, but you've had to pump a lot of that water, I think, over the last five or six weeks. I'm just glad that we're, it looks like at least on the downside of it, we start to get temperatures, you know, with sevens and maybe a few eights in front of them. That's pretty nice. We haven't seen that for a long time, but I'll tell you, it was, was it nice enough to get up this week most of the week and have that sun shining and go outside and have that there's that warm feeling again. You know, it took a couple of days to get used to it, figure out what the heck it was. But uh, once you did, it's not hard to, uh, to make it a habit. Anyway, welcome to the show this morning on Free Fishing Day in the state of Utah. That's right. This is a, a day when... You don't need a fishing license. You can fish uh, adult or kid. You can fish without a license. You can fish free for the day. Now, today only, and all laws and and bag limits and everything else apply, but you can actually go wet a line, and uh, and you can do that without having to pay for the license. Now, I'm going to tell you right now that uh, they go buy the license anyway, and I'll tell you the reason, because it's the best money you will ever spend. I don't care... What you do for recreation, you will never get a better deal than the money you spend for a state of Utah fishing license, given all the opportunities you have to fish, and the fact that it's a 365-day license, and it's not like the old days where it goes January 1 until December 31st, and if you buy it in, uh, in June, then you've lost a half a year. Now it's day to day. It's date to date. So you buy this thing, you know, on the 8th of June, and you get till the 8th of June, for uh, next year as well. So there's there's plenty of opportunities to use it. And again, it is one of the best deals you'll ever do. Plus, if you're just taking up the sport, it's one of the best deals you'll ever do for yourself for a lifetime, you and your kids. Anyway, it is Free Fishing Day. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the BLM uh, doing something over um, uh, in, the, uh, in the Richfield area that, uh, well, it's upset the SUA people, so you know they've done something right. That's number one. And number two, it really is uh, something that we need to pay attention to and, uh, and let BLM know that we appreciate what they've done, because there's an orchestrated campaign going on from SUA, when isn't there? right now to, uh, to try and come down on them for doing what they have done. So I'll tell you about that, and that's of interest to all of us that like to ride our ATVs, our side-by-sides, or, or just the principle, even if you don't ride, to just uh, support the principle of public lands being for all the public. Not just for those who can strap on a forty-pound pack and walk thirty miles a day for about five days. So, if uh, if that sounds of interest to you, stick around because we'll talk about that as well. Uh, Gary Winterton will join us. George Summer will join us. So, you know, we're going to talk all things fishing. And so we're just going to launch it uh, with um, with all things fishing by bringing in the state fish coordinator, sport fish coordinator, Randy Oplinger from the Division of Wildlife Resources on this free fishing day, which is obviously going to be a busy day for uh, Randy and uh, the rest of his crew. So, Randy, thanks for joining us this morning that yeah, no problem a big day obviously free fishing day always uh, is busy but there's lots to do uh if, as far as people no matter what their level of fishing proficiency you've got an opportunity provided through the state agencies to uh to really introduce those who need an introduction and to facilitate those who just want a little bit of help getting used to the the sport and maybe getting uh, a little bit better at it than they were
1: yeah you're absolutely right you know this is free fishing day and as you said earlier today the one day a year where you don't get a fishing license to fish so you know if you've had some experience fishing in the past you've definitely got the opportunity to go anywhere you want through the state today without a license and you know brush off your skills a little bit and get out there and catch some fish but you also hit on it that we've got some activities going around the state to kind of highlight free fishing day out there who can Maybe provide poles to the kids to fish so they could maybe try fishing for the first time or just have some experts on the ground that could maybe give you some kind some of fish.
0: So. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you, we're breaking up just a little, Randy, but I think we, we're still good. Let's talk about some of those places, um, because around the state you've got venues where people can go the the urban fisheries the the community ponds and places like that have really been a boon to this uh, free fishing and also just the introduction obviously for people to the sport of fishing but it really makes it easy on a day like this to find some place close to home where you can kind of in a more controlled environment if you if you're not as comfortable maybe maybe or uh, you know, not quite as confident in your ability, where you can go and you can get help and you can also uh, get the opportunity to use equipment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got our free fishing day events really kind of scattered throughout the state. And we kind of hit on it. We put a lot of them in our kind of small private community fishing ponds here in the state. And really, you know, that's a great place for beginner anglers to go out just because we're able to stock a lot of fish in those waters, make them easy to catch. They're have frequently in parks and make it easy to get around and get access to those fisheries. And really, they are just great places for just beginners to go out and catch some fish.
0: And I know the, the, all the venues are listed. Uh, if people want to check those out, they can check them out today on your, on your website. Uh, it's not too late. The fact that it's Saturday morning is not going to bother anybody because these things are typically very close to home, uh, and so you can get there if you just want to go to uh, wildlife.utah.gov and uh, be able to um, be able to check it out. Most of the events start around ten o'clock, so you still got a couple of hours before you need to be there. It Gives you time to take a look at it, check it out, and then tell the kids get up and get them going and and take them. Um, let's talk to them a little bit about some of the things that will be there. You mentioned equipment. If someone does not have fishing equipment, uh, this is a great opportunity for them because you don't necessarily need to have your own on a day like today.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it depends a little bit from the events. You know, there's different events across the state. Some provide equipment, some don't. You can see that on the webpage. but right. You know, I think a, a couple statewide where we are providing bowls and tackles, so that includes worms and things like that to, to help you catch some fish. You know, we've got one at uh, Smith Park up in far west, so this is kind of adjacent to uh, Smith and Edwards there right off the freeway to get north of Ogden on I-15. And then we've got one down in Cedar City as well where we're providing some tackle to people so that gives people the opportunity if they don't have a tackle to get out and try fishing.
0: Some of these events, uh, well, they're all free, but some of them, uh, some of them, they've got uh, some food provided. Uh, make sure you take a look at who is sponsoring the events. I know uh, Smith & Edwards, the one you mentioned, they're going to sponsor that one there. Uh, there are some uh, other places where there's maybe pizza being provided. Um, I think the one in Bountiful, I think if, if I'm not mistaken, Bountiful Pond in uh, Woods Cross has got that one. Uh, take a look at those people who are doing this today for you, sponsoring it putting on the opportunity to do this, providing food, providing maybe hooks and, and bait and and tackle. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't hurt to go in at least and buy a dozen worms or something like that before you go and just show them that you appreciate it. But the goal really is to, uh, I guess, A, thank the anglers of the state from the state standpoint and also hopefully to recruit the new crop because... As we all know, outdoors is something that is getting uh, more and more rare as our kids end up with uh, using their thumbs on video games a lot more than they do their their bikes and their legs and, you know, their casting arms and everything else. So this is something that we really need, isn't it, to to kind of keep people interested in what has traditionally been such a family pastime for hundreds of years no
1: you're absolutely right you know we kind of lose that connection with kids playing video games and that kind of thing and we want we want them to get out and enjoy the outdoors and fish and you know honestly all these activities that we have going on today are very very kid friendly and you know, adults could participate, but they're really designed with kids in mind, with the idea of getting kids the opportunity to get out and catch some fish. And, you know, we do that through things like providing fishing equipment. You mentioned having snacks. It's, um, we've got some kind of out in the U.N.A. Basin. Where we're going to actually have kids fishing derbies associated with them and have Smokey the Bear out there. So. You know, it provides a lot of very kid-friendly activities to go with fishing to kind of get the kids just interested and just make sure that they have a good time when they're out there today.
0: You know what it reminds me of a little bit is the old opening day, but for those of us old enough to remember when we did not have year-round fishing in this state, and it was typically that first weekend in June, uh, this would, I guess, technically qualify because of the... uh, Uh, Maybe it would have been last weekend. Was last weekend the first? I don't remember. Anyway, whatever it was, this is about the time of year that it it used to happen. And, man, that was like Christmas uh, on the Friday night before the opening weekend of fishing season. I don't want to go back to the old days because I like the fact that I can fish for 365 days a year. But it did provide that same kind of anticipation where, you know, you knew something really fun was coming up. And you kind of counted it down. Well, Free Fishing Day, to me, is a little bit similar to that, especially for kids who don't get an opportunity maybe to go out as much as we did when we were kids. But it's a chance for them to look forward to something that hopefully is a great day with the family. Because this is a perfect excuse if you're looking for something to do with the family today. This is it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think this is the perfect family activity. You know, if you have nothing going on today, you don't have soccer games or anything. I think take advantage of the nice spring weather you talked about earlier and get the kids out. They'll have a lot of fun at these activities.
0: Yeah, and and the beauty about it is with the close with the proximity. You know, when I was a kid, you used to be able to ride to a local pond that uh, might be some uh, private landowner let you go on there and fish for bluegill or whatever sunfish. Uh, now. You know, we went through a period of time where you didn't have that as development kind of took most of those away and you know unless you could get some place out to the Jordan River or uh, maybe uh, you know if you were lucky enough to live on the east side and, and get into Mill Creek Canyon or something like that or one of the cottonwoods you didn't have an opportunity to access water but this community fisheries the urban fisheries that we have have changed that dynamic completely it's brand new now in terms of the opportunity to have access so the fact that you may have a soccer game today, or t-ball, or whatever, uh, that doesn't mean you can't go out later in the day because of the the uh, travel time is negligible now.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. You know, on our website today, kind of Smith Park and uh, far west, and then one in Bountiful Pond and Woods Cross. So those are kind of the two close ones in the Salt Lake area. But honestly, if you look at our and look at our community fishery, you'll find that there's a lot of community fisheries scattered everywhere from Utah plane going up or up into the Ogden area and You know, it probably means that you probably live within 10 minutes of a community fishery. And not all these ponds are going to have these kinds of events where we're going to provide tackle and snacks and stuff like that. But regardless, it's free fishing day. They're all stocked the same. They're all kind of managed the same. So you get out there later in the day with your family and still kind of have the same experience. Get out there and catch a bunch of fish and just have fun with your family today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, Randy, thanks for joining us this morning. I hope you have a great day today. I know your folks are going to be busy. uh, But, again, people can check on the website site and if they take a look at it they'll know where the events are being held but as you said even if there's not an event being held at one of the community fisheries uh, especially if you've got a little bit more confidence in your ability maybe that's the one you want to go to it won't get quite the crowd today but they're all stocked they've all been um, they've all been stocked for not only today but they will be throughout the summer and it's just a great chance in a, in a more controlled environment because typically they've got places on the bank to sit and you know they may have some docks or, uh, or an opportunity to even uh, get in the water for some of them if you want to be a, uh, I guess if you're a pretty hardy soul because that water's still cold but it's an opportunity to be in a more controlled environment take the picnic for the day and who knows maybe stretch a string and catch a few fish just remember if you're an adult out there yes you don't need a, a license nobody needs a license but your bag limits and possession limits are still the same and, and let's face it if you're an adult maybe catch and release is a good thing and leave the uh, urban fisheries to the kids especially for this time of year
1: yeah, absolutely. You know, leaving for the kids, and you know, we've put a lot of focus on these community fisheries. But you know, honestly, you look at our webpage. You know, the, the free fishing day applies to any water body yep. state. So, if you like stream fishing, you can out fish streams. If you like fishing big reservoirs and have a boat and you want to get it out today, and you don't have a fishing license. It's a good day for that, too. So yeah. fishing should be good this time of year, really anywhere throughout the state.
0: And if you're interested in it, if you think, you know, maybe fishing's for me. Maybe it'd be kind of fun. Try it. Just get out there and try it. Even if you have to go buy a few bucks in gear, you can, for, for 25 30 bucks, you can outfit yourself well enough to get a rod and a reel and uh, and some basic tackle and sinkers and hooks and, and bait. And you're set to go, and who knows? It might just start you on the uh, a pastime for a lifetime as far as fishing is concerned it's a great sport and it is one of the best ways to keep your family together and and all do something that you can enjoy together so today would be a great day to start that thing
1: yeah absolutely and you're right you know it's a good day to start you get a trial because we don't have, to have a fishing license today but you know again you don't need a lot of tackle to nope. get started you know 25 dollars or so will get you the very basics and it'll get you out there and let you catch some fish and then you can decide if you like it and Go down the road that most of us have and buy a lot more gear and stuff down the road. But it doesn't take a lot to start.
0: No, it really doesn't. And like I said, when you, what you've got at the end of the day is um, is you've got perhaps something that you can do for the, uh, the rest of your life as a sport. So, hey, Randy, thank you. I appreciate you joining us. Have a great day and hope everything goes smoothly for you and, uh, and all your folks.
1: Yeah, well, thanks a lot, and it's nice talking to
0: you today. Okay, Randy Opplinger, who is the Sport Fish Coordinator for the uh, Division of Wildlife Resources, and a guy who, he's a, the uh, the guy who's kind of overseeing our free fishing day again, and a great opportunity. It just is. It's, it's fun, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, you may as well take advantage of it. It's paid for by your tax dollars, you're part of the state of Utah, and it's just one of the great things for living in this state, one of the great things that we have as a benefit. Now, remember, if you going to fish in a state park, you still have to you have still have to pay your state far, uh, park admission for today, uh, but you uh, but you can fish for free. So it only applies to the fee that you would normally have to pay for a license. That is waived today for kids and adults alike. But if you're going to state parks, you're still going to have to pay the admission to a state park. But those uh, urban fisheries, those community fisheries, those have no fees attached to them at all. And today you do not need that fishing license. So, so we're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll be talking to George Summer and uh, to our buddy Gary Winterton, and we'll find out what they know about fishing on this free fishing day here in the state of Utah. Stick around. Lazy
2: yellow moon coming up tonight shining through the trees Crickets are singing
0: Yes, little credence, fortunate son. We could all be considered fortunate sons and daughters today on this free fishing day here in the state of Utah. And uh, and fortunate, too, because our weather, I I don't want to say anything, but I'm going to anyway. We may have turned the corner. If not, we can at least see the other side of the corner right now, Uh, because it, it felt like spring for most of this past week. And even with a few showers here and there. It still felt like spring. And if that's what's on the horizon, I don't know about you, but my mental state of mind is going to be improved significantly because it took a pretty good hit there for about six or eight weeks. It was... um it was not exactly the healthiest frame of mind that i've been in in a spring for a long time so uh, you know you try and you try and keep a stiff upper lip and do the best you can but it's awful hard when you're looking at nothing but gray skies and and rain on a regular basis and then the fact that it's keeping you from doing what it is you really like to do and that's get out in the outdoors so Uh, Having said that, we welcome in George Summer, who promised me last week that he was going to get out this week and uh, do a little uh, R&D, because he, too, had been uh, just dying to go fishing when he didn't have to don the rain gear and everything else. So it's time to have him check in with us. And, George, I want to know, I'm assuming you went, because I know that you're a man of your word. So how was your trip?
3: (laughs) Well, Steve I, I uh, apparently overspoke myself <laughs> um, no I got, I got tied up you know we can't wait it's like you said you know I've been joking around with people that we're it's more like Seattle than Salt Lake yes yes and so we, we get a little break and i've got to catch up on all the yard stuff the, the lawn was looking like a jungle and, ah. and so I, uh, I i'm like uh, you know i didn't quite make it out and, but you're you're 100 right you know it's, it's free fishing day people should get out go we've we've had a, uh, some warm weather even with those few showers you talk about but um it, it's oh, yeah, I, i'm confident like you are that we've rounded that corner and when We actually get into some good fishing. The waters warm up enough, and, and get those fish active. And I'm going out. I'm, I'm and I'm not going to do yard work. I'm going fishing. <laughs> this on the week next days off, <laughs> and uh, and for sure, um, I'm going to go out and catch some fish because I think now is the time where. it's you know, we got all that uh, the not catching fish part of it out of the way, and now we're going to go catch fish. And, and I think, uh, you know, having that confidence to go catch fish is a good part of it, and then going to the right place.
0: So with the yard work comment, am I assuming that the little lady got a hold of you?
3: Well, (laughs) yeah, we we call them honeydews, and you know, the the old saying, a happy wife is a happy life, and so uh, get that part of it out of the way, and then I can go fishing without worrying about, you know, the yard needs to be done, or the garden needs to be weeded, or any of that fun stuff that you have to do around the house, get that out of the way, and then I can focus on catching fish.
0: So we're going to have to rely on a little bit of hearsay uh, evidence now because I know you've had some reports. And before we went on the air, when we were talking earlier this week, you let me know that you had had, uh, you had had a report from a friend of yours that one of our kind of old staples that had taken a downturn for a while looks like it's coming back again.
3: Exactly. You know, it, it, and it's a good question. Uh, uh, reputable report um, and he called it when the catching is better than the fishing oh. and you know we usually t- we usually talk about um, yeah the, the- the fishing was good, but the catching's not so good. He said the catching was much better than the fishing. And he went to Schofield, and he just he whacked them. I mean, he caught, they weren't, I wouldn't say huge fish, but um, when you can go out and you can personally catch 60-something cutthroats, and you can personally catch a bunch of, uh, you know, other species, a few tiger trout, even some chubs, as much as we hate to say that, but, you know, with what's been going on at Schofield, with what the division has done with Schofield, um, I'm excited to go there and try and catch some tiger muskies. So yeah, there's wipers in there as well.
0: Well, and that's it. And Schofield, as we said, it's one of those places that had kind of taken a knock for a while because chub population had started to explode, and, and they put some other species in, tigers, for example, and maybe some wipers that, that would uh, get rid of some of those fish and eat some of the minnows that, that were propagating. Uh, it sounds like it's starting to work, and that's that's a great report. I mean, 60-something fish, I don't care, you know, if there's two or three of you in the boat, that's a great day of catching.
3: Yes, exactly. And and you know the thing is, we talked about this technique a while back, which was was um, stripping flies. Yes, you know, it, it, drifting a, a fly like a wooly bugger, um, those kind of things, and that's the technique that was working. He was doing it out of a, a, a you know a pontoon boat, and. Uh, and he would cast and strip, and he usually he just kicks and, and strips, and, and this time they were on it, and it felt and like an awesome time, and it makes me excited to go. I'm definitely going to go hit Schofield this year because, you know, Schofield is Joe's Valley with the tiger muskies is is, is awesome, and Schofield is going to be an untapped resource for tiger muskies, and, you know, I've only caught one on a fly rod, and I'm dying to do it again. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like fishing for northerns on a fly rod. There's there's nothing better. That strike on those fish is just absolutely incredible.
3: Well, and then, you know, at this time of year when the water warms up, uh, not only do you get the strike, but they're going to strip some line, and in a lot of cases they'll jump out of the water. Yes. Um, So it's uh, it's definitely fun. And, And, you know, when you can go catch a fish that's 30 inches or 40 inches or even 50 inches, I mean, that that's kind of like icing on the cake, I guess.
0: Yeah, let's uh, and you know, we did talk about this a couple of weeks ago about just drifting a fly, and you know, if you've got a boat that you have an electric trolling motor on, that's a great way to fish it and use the electric to move you because it's so silent. If you've got to use a gas kicker, or use your gas motor, it doesn't really matter, just make sure you're on a, either a sinking tip, a fast sink, or a full sinking fly line, and uh, just give it more little bit more further behind the boat so it doesn't spook him nearly as much or if you get a good wind and this is the thing i think that's so overlooked when we fish is we all love to fish on that nice calm glass water but that's the toughest time in many in many waters to catch them did we lose no he's there okay i thought we lost it for a second uh i was just saying george that that is the that's the toughest time to catch him. if you stay on the water when the wind is moving things around, it's not only pushing your boat around, but it's also pushing the bait around, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the insects that go into the water, uh, anything that's on top of the water. All of that stuff gets moved around with the same current, and it's the most natural presentation you're going to find.
3: It is, you know, and, and uh, yeah, as much as I hate the wind, some of my best catches have been in yeah. the wind because it does it does stir things up. It gets the, the insects moving through the water column. Well, the bait fish follow the insects. Bigger fish follow the bait fish. And uh, you should do the same thing so you can catch the bigger fish. And, uh, you know, one thing that, you know, you talked about drifting a fly on a fly rod, but you can also do it on a spinning rod. Yes. Um, just take and put some split shot you know, up 18 to 24 inches up the line from a woolly bugger, and I like to use a beadhead woolly bugger because that gets me a little more depth. You can do the same thing with a spinning rod as you do with a fly rod.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it, it does, uh, that pushing you around like that, it not only does it move all the bait, but the temperature, or the pressure rather, typically drops at the same time. Many times that wind is an indicator of a change in, in pressure, and that will often trigger strikes
3: exactly well and not only the 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 barometric pressure but also the fishing pressure Yeah. i don't know if you've ever noticed that you're out on the the, the reservoir and you, uh, the wind comes up and you look and everybody's at the boat ramp trying to get off the water and sometimes you need to stick it out because i mean some of your best fishing happens when it's windy we call you know when we go walleye fishing we call it a walleye chop
0: yes you know yeah. if
3: it's a if it's a three foot wave, that ain't no fun. Right. But, you know, if it's six to, six to uh, that little chop there, that's perfect.
0: You're absolutely right. So, Schofield obviously is good. Where else uh, have you heard? What about up north, towards Manaway or uh, Hiram, places like that? Do you got a report up there?
3: I, I've got several reports out of Manaway. And, and the fishing, it's a little tougher right now because the weeds are up. Um, but if you can deal with the weeds, whether it's top water first thing in the morning, um, or you can punch through those mats. Um, the bass fishing's been really good. Um, along the dike, um, there's been some good bass fishing and bluegill fishing. Um, trolling through the middle's going to be a little tough with the weeds up, but it's, it's still doable. Um, Hiram, it's a little spotty, a Hiram, because it's, it's kind of muddy, but there's some great fishing going on up there if, if you want to go up and, again, punch the mats and fish for bass.
0: Yeah, I I think uh, it'll be interesting to see because, I I mean, I hope today, I hope waters get a lot of pressure today. You know, I had Randy Opplinger on just uh, the last segment talking about free fishing day. I mean, this is a great opportunity. If you're an avid fisherman, you know, you're probably not all that thrilled today because it's going to increase the traffic in places with the people who don't want to buy a license or haven't bought a license. Nevertheless, it's still kind of a party environment, and it's a fun, uh, reminiscent, I know you remember the old opening day, but reminiscent a little bit of that as I mentioned in the last segment where it's just everybody doing the same thing and uh, there's there is just something fun about about being part of a a mass participatory event like that especially when it's fishing it's just one of the great things to do and uh, and look over and see a kid next to you on a boat catch his first fish or or maybe even dad uh, you know catch his first fish it's just it's a great experience one of the real fun things to being outdoors
3: Exactly, and and that's the key thing is that the, the family can go out and participate without a lot of investment. So it's, it's a good time for people to get out and enjoy what we have here. Enjoy our outdoors, enjoy our waters, enjoy our fishing.
0: Well George as always it's a pleasure to visit with you and I'm really counting on you next week to get out um, you know I just uh, I know I know you'll do it I know if you'd have had any choice uh, you would have last week but this is the week to do it for you so next Saturday we'll get a first hand report right
3: You will it'll it'll be a, uh, a- uh, definitely i have caught them, and here's how
0: to catch them. <laughs> report. <laughs> Alright, George, thanks. I appreciate it. Great visiting with you. Thanks, Steve. That's George Sommer, uh, and uh, I, I know what he's talking about. It's difficult to get out. I did get a chance to get out this past week, and and the reason I haven't mentioned it yet is because it was not exactly a trip to report uh, much back on. The, uh, the catching was definitely not better than the fishing in this one. Uh, Huey and I wound up going to Strawberry, and uh, uh, we went over on the Soldier Creek side went through the narrows and and fished on the Soldier Creek side, trying to find some uh, uh, find some kokanee. The good news was we found the kokanee. The bad news was they had lockjaw, and we got one small cutthroat in about three hours. And decided at that point that, uh, despite the fact that we found the fish, along with apparently almost everybody else that was fishing around us. They weren't biting. It must have been an earlier bite, which it had to be because we got a late start. But there certainly wasn't anything biting at the time that we were there. With about 12 or 13 boats around us, we probably saw three fish caught in that same three-hour period of time. So, And I'm not sure if they were all Cokes either. But um, So Strawberry is uh, still on in terms of the fish are moving, and they're schooled up, and you can find them. The only question is, can you catch them? And the answer for Huey and I, at least this past week, was no. <laughs> it was it was Stephen Huey. Well, one, one small cutthroat, and the fish, however many thousand were down there just laughing at us. So uh, we got the, um, they raised the middle fin to us, and uh, we'll have to go back and try it again. But the water is great at Strawberry right now. It's about 47 degrees in the uh, on the Soldier Creek side. So, uh, again, let that be your guide, and um, if that works for you, great. And if not, join the group. Okay. All right. Well, let's cue cue Opie because he's on uh, deck next. Coming up right now. And speaking of which, here he is. Good morning, Gary Winterton. What's happening, steve O'Kanevo? Well, let me tell you. It turns out that uh, your show tonight uh, has probably got some pictures of Huey and I getting nearly skunked at Strawberry because I guess you were there when we were there Monday morning, but you got there early as we slept in and you caught fish and we didn't. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking
2: about that when I was editing the show this week. I looked at some of the footage (laughs) and I'm like, you know that cracker looks vaguely familiar. And uh, that's funny that you and I talked a little bit and uh, basically discovered we were on the lake in the same spot at the same time, yes. only different results.
0: Were you, uh, you were in with uh, with Cameron and uh, Cameron Phillips, and you were in one of the uh, party barges, I'll bet, right? Nope. I was in my,
2: my Lund from oh. Rogers Performance Marine. So I was in my Pro-V Lund, and we got Cameron to come with us.
0: See, I didn't and, recognize uh, it because that's your new boat, and I have yet to see it.
2: Yep. So that's probably why you didn't pick us out. And, and I should have come over and said hello to you.
0: Yeah, you should have, but that's okay, you know. Let's see, last week I didn't get a phone call, this week I didn't get a phone Never mind, don't worry about it. I'll see, <laughs> I'll see your boat on TV tonight, on uh, Hooked on Utah yeah. 1105 on KUTV. But you're obviously talking, uh, cutth- excuse me, Kokanee on uh, Strawberry. So tell me, yeah. how was it?
2: Well, I don't want you to feel bad, but we whacked them. We <laughs> caught, we caught uh, my limit, we caught uh, Cameron's limit, and then Wyatt caught his limit. And so it was really, really fun. We we ended up catching a lot of fish. And, you know, that is, I think the secret there, Steve, is you're a very accomplished fisherman. So Huey. You know, I consider myself to be just above average. But when you get someone like Cameron in the boat who's, who's on that lake, you know, from when... 365 days a year. I mean, he knew right. He's like, let's go over here. Let's start with these colors. And you know what? We caught everything on pink, pink, pink max wedding ring spinners. Yes. Uh, the hoochies from Rocky mountain anglers. And I even had my own walleye um, rig that I'd converted into a pink hoochie of my own, which caught the first fish. And you know what we did, Steve, we ended up stacking our four rods. Um, we'd, we'd send one down so we were at 40 then we were 30 20 and 15 feet so as we pulled through schools of fish we had stuck stack at various levels and that ended up producing fish because we caught fish at every level in there.
0: Well, that was the interesting thing is I'm sure you found the same thing. I I found fish down 75 feet and then fish up at 20 feet and everything in between. The the whole water column when you'd find the fish were were loaded and finding them wasn't the problem. It was, as you said, it was just getting them to, uh, uh, probably to get that thing right in front of them. Uh, We didn't stack downriggers when we went on Monday. We just pulled the downrigger at a fixed depth and uh, we had one of them at about 25 and the other one at about 45 and then I ran uh, another line that was kind of closer to the surface. But as I said, the only thing we did, and we didn't get a lot of strikes either. I think we were late. We didn't get there, uh, as I said, until uh, later in the morning. And I don't know when you got yours or if you got them consistently throughout, but the few people that we did talk to had, had picked them up earlier.
2: Yeah. It turned off for us at about 10.30 in the morning, Yeah, and we were on the water at 6 a.m. So yeah. we consistently caught fish from 6 a.m until about nine and then it was kind of sporadic from there and then it was over and we caught some cutthroats mixed in there but the key right now according to cameron from strawberry bay marina is to be on the water early and i would tell anybody right now you know if you've got your own boat you can call those guys and book one of their guides to jump in your boat and go out and spend a, a day learning not only the cocaine, but how they troll for the rainbow and cutthroat during the latter parts of the day, that's great money spent, because then you don't spend the rest of your summer kind of wondering and guessing. You've got it dialed in.
0: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, it does make a huge difference. But, uh, well, you know, that, that follows the pattern, because Huey and I, by the time we got there, uh, and got on the water and got down the, the lake because we put in at strawberry bay and uh, we didn't come around to the soldier creek side and put in there and we went down through the through the narrows and uh, by the time we actually got there and started fishing was probably nine fifteen. now that's uh, and and as you said it was probably over by then because everybody we talked to just as we go by and ask them they'd say hey, we got three or four when oh probably a couple hours ago we haven't had anything for the last 45 minutes to an hour so so, uh, that's that's the lesson learned, that if you're too lazy to get up, as we were, we actually didn't make the decision to go to Strawberry until later. We were originally planning to go to Deer Creek after your show last week. But um, by the time we got up and decided to take the day and go to Strawberry, uh, the good fishing was gone. So, uh, lesson learned, right? Yeah. You know, here's one, one learning that I learned from Cameron, and that was this.
2: When we were pick, c- catching fish, we got bit we immediately kind of did a 180 and went right back through yeah. our previous track line. I mean, right after we got the fish in, we made a sweeping turn, went right back through, caught another fish or two. And then we'd go down 100 yards, turn around and come back. And until that bite was gone, we never left the fish we had just passed over. Um, and that was one of the things that was a good learning. Cameron's technique of whip the boat around, let's go right back through them again. And and we caught fish. but. The bite right now is early, and I think that's, that's if you want to catch kokanee. And, you know, last year when we fished up at the gorge, it was early. It was early. So you've yep. got to be on the lake right at first light. Um, and I paid for it. I'll tell you, later in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I got it before
0: 4 a.m. Yep. Well, listen, uh, speaking of learning, that's I'm going to do it tonight, 11.05, Talking Sports, right after Talking Sports. It's Hooked on Utah, and uh, and I will learn all the things that I did wrong on Monday while we were probably less than 50 yards apart still fishing. So, thanks for saying hello uh, <laughs> and sharing <laughs> no and sharing bad. the wisdom, but uh, it sounds good. I know Strawberry is going to produce some good fish, and I'm going to have to check it out vicariously, I guess, tonight. So, thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you next time next week, okay? Awesome.
2: Tight lines. Be safe. Have a great week.
0: All right. Gary Winterton with Hooked on Utah. It's coming up tonight, 11.05 on KUTV Channel 2, right after Talking Sports. Final segment coming up. And final segment of the show this morning. Again, free fishing day here in the state of Utah. We're going to shift focus and pivot a little bit to talk about off-highway vehicle use and something that has... um, has really irked the folks at SUA. So, you know, it's got to be something positive for those of us who enjoy the, uh, the outdoors. The Bureau of Land Management that Richfield office has reopened um, 5,400 acres of OHV riding land uh, near Factory Butte down in Wayne County. It's been closed since 2006, and it was basically to allow study for a um, kind of a new species of cactus that they found there. And so, of course, they shut things down and they were monitoring it and everything else for the last uh, 10 or 12 years, and they have now determined that everything is uh, is kosher and you can now ride on the uh, the 5300 acres there now that's the good news the bad news of course is that um, it has it has gotten the attention of SUA and they are uh, they are now orchestrating the campaign to have people call the Richfield office of BLM and tell them that um, that they're upset about this in fact not only that uh, what they do, and they, of course, as I've said before, I get their press releases, which is great. But this is what they uh, this is what they do. They not only send out the information, but then to their sheep who are members, they not only tell you to call and give you the phone number, which is probably a pretty good thing, but then they script what you should tell them. Uh, and in this one, it's ridiculous that the agency uh, reopened Factory Butte to motorized use after being closed for nearly. Six or thirteen years, uh, without without uh, speaking public or seeking public input rather beforehand, and without getting any advance notice. Uh, th- this is all again the typical Sua, but they go through with their talking points. So what I'm going to do, and what I already did, is I contacted the um, uh, the folks with their number, uh, Joel McCarthy, the BLM's Richfield. Uh, field office manager. Uh, I called Joel... And let me give you the phone number right now, because what's going to happen, obviously, is the sewer sheep will start calling, as they've uh, no doubt already done since the release went out, and, uh, and they will go right off the script. Exactly. By the way, I alerted her to the fact that the, uh, the email had gone out and read the script to her, so she'll know which ones are canned and which ones are from people who actually have a brain and can formulate a sentence without having to read it. But this is the number. And uh, call and feel free to let them know however you feel about it. Uh, she was genuinely pleased with the, uh, the fact that I called and said, uh, thank you for reopening it. Thank you for being true to the charge that you had almost 13 years ago to study it, to take the result of that study, and whichever way it came down, to then make a decision based on the facts, not on some knee-jerk reaction, and not on uh, just some emotional concern or political concern. So let me give you the number and urge you to call. It's 435 896 1501 435 896 1501 and unlike Sue I'm obviously not uh, I'm going to to respect your intellect enough to tell you uh, not to tell you what to call to say when you call not to give you the script just let them know how you feel the fact that we've got 5400 acres of riding back again Areas that were always open to OHV riding, that they found this new species of cactus, and so they had to protect it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why we needed 13 years of study, but apparently we did, and that's okay as well. Because now we've come to the end of that 13 year study uh, period of time, and we are uh, and we are now have decided based on the facts, not on who squeaks the loudest, but on the facts that it is. Uh, Perfectly fine again to go back to riding some of the greatest areas. Now the Hanksville area, which is probably the closest um, from a just you know a a populous center, if you want to call Hanksville populous, but that's about as close as it is. That tells you how far out in the in the middle of nowhere Factory Butte is. uh, Will benefit significantly. In fact, that was uh, probably the real significant. what economic benefit that they had was factory butte riding, along with, of course, the fact that they are the uh, the stopover as you turn to go to Lake Powell down to the Bullfrog area and now over to the Height area as well. But Hanksville, the traffic was primarily Lake Powell and then OHV riding. When that was shut down back in 2006, uh, that took a significant chunk of people who would come through Hanksville and spend a few dollars. Because I guarantee you, the people who went to Factory Butte, and, I, and I'm sure you could count them on your fingers and toes, those who went on a yearly basis to that area, to Factory Butte, once the riding was closed. It's not exactly the most conducive area for people to hike. If you've seen the, uh, the pictures of it, or you know where it is. It's typical southern Utah desert with the buttes rising in the distance. But to get there, you've got miles of dirt road. And it's not the kind of dirt road that you're going to put a pack on and hike along it. So I'm willing to bet that the number of visitors it got was less than 1%. A year for the ones that it got when it was open to OHV riding, and it will get now. But anyway, uh, this is an opportunity for Hanksville to get some uh, uh, to get some much-needed dollars back into their local economy. And for those of us who pay our taxes, federal and state, it's a great opportunity to come back and enjoy the riding that we enjoyed years ago. So, again, uh, give those folks a call at the... Uh, Uh, At the office there and uh, just let them know and again, let me give you the, the phone number one more time and you may not reach them today uh, if you don't, keep trying. It's worth it. it. The feedback is important that they get it. And as I said, the reaction when I called was one of uh, pleasant surprise, to say the least. So they just don't get a lot of, you know, it's like any other job, right? You don't get too many people telling you when you do a great job. But they sure get enough people who call and criticize you. Well, they, they are the same way. So, um, yeah, give them, a, give them a call over there. Or there's an email as well. But let me give you, uh, it's Joel McCarthy. And it's uh, the email is j-m-c-c-a-r-t-h, jmccarth, at blm.gov. She is the office manager, the BLM's Richfield office manager. And the phone number over there is 435-896-1501. Let them know. Let them know how you feel about the fact that uh, we finally got our writing back again. and uh, And we're appreciative of it. And you can phrase that however you want. I trust the fact that you can construct the sentence and let them know. Unlike the SUA people, you do not have to have it scripted. But it would be nice to let them know that you appreciate what has been done, Uh, even if it is just the result of the process, okay, Um, the fact that they took the time to study it. This is not based on any kind of political agenda. This is based on more than 10 years of study. So if you're on the other side of the political ledger, I don't know how you could object to this. It's being done with objective information, not subjective, but objective information. Anyway, listen, that's going to wrap it up for us today. I want to thank my guest, Randy Oplinger, who is the uh, Sport Fisheries Coordinator for the state of Utah on this free fishing day. I want to thank uh, Gary, and I want to thank George, as always, for joining us. Most importantly, I want to thank you for listening and making us a part of your weekend. I hope you had a great uh, a great morning, and I hope you'll have an even better day if you get out and wet a line here in Utah's waters. So uh, until next week, 8 to 9 a.m. next Saturday morning, 97.5 The Zone, Steve Brown say thanks for joining me. I will be back, and as always, my friends, you have been warned.